0: Thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Today, I'm joined by Joey Ally, the writer, director, and star of the new film The Hater, which is currently available on VOD. Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Hey Joey, how are you?
1: I'm so sorry. I my computer just kept like spinning wheel of deathing me, and I was like, "Ah!" I'm so sorry.
0: No, no worries. It happens all the time. If anything goes right over zoom, that's the anomalous event that everything went wrong. That's that's normal. So this is good.
1: I agree with that. I had to cut most of my movie basically over zoom because of the pandemic. So,
0: Oh my God. It
1: right. Yeah. It was, I,
0: how good. does that work? Cutting a film over zoom as
1: it doesn't, it was psychotic. <laughs> I mean, it was like literally psychotic. I was like, what is happening? I mean, but it was like, you know, I will say this. It shows when there's a will, there's a way. And also, I had amazing. I mean, I had amazing editors. I was like very lucky. Like I had, you know, um, wow. We're starting off with this this time, but um, I had, I had a, Josie was incredible. And then in the middle of the pandemic, um, she had a baby right right as the pandemic was beginning. So she was leaving anyways, and we were going to switch over. And then um, one of my heroes became available, Jennifer Lilly. and uh, she she edited like eighth grade and Master of None. So many yeah. wonderful films one I love. And um, we worked together. And so I was working with her over Zoom. So I have to say, and it wasn't Zoom, it's called Evercast. But like, we were definitely there being like, it keeps crashing. Like, I'm like trying to edit, like down to like, you know, the frame. It's like, it's important whether the smile goes up at the end or whatever. And you can't even see the frame because it jitters. And we were just like laughing the whole time about it and just being like, oh God, this hot, fiery mess. And then, but we got through it and, and by the power of her, thank God having collaborators also in the other room that you can't see she's in New York, I'm in LA, but being able to Mm -hmm. be like, okay, I hope that that extra frame or not frame is good. And you see it on your side, you know, like I'm going to trust you. (laughs) Um, and we got through it and then she passed away in January, which is beyond sad. And I'm, yeah, it's, um, it's just such a loss for the world. But yeah, I guess that that's what that was like. It was, it was, I was so grateful for the camaraderie and the darkest times in human history, kind of, or contemporary human history. I don't know if there. I don't know, it's all pretty dark. But, but like, it was real bad then. We were just like all very isolated. So I was grateful for the camaraderie. And I was like, wow, this, I get to like work every day on something. And that was great, but... I would never, ever want to do that again. Like it's just so great to be in there. You have to be in the room with the footage, you know, it's so hard. Uh, if there's
0: anything that can be said about the last two plus years, it's, I think that's the overwhelming theme. I never want to do that again. Yeah. I, I think I, I, I once was good. I, I feel really solid about the one time I went through it. Don't need to repeat any of that <laughs> shit again. So. <laughs> um.
1: so real, so real. Yeah. I feel like we all started the pandemic too. And I was like, it's funny. I watched inside and I was like, I had the idea. I mean, not that I would have been able to do it to that level or any of those things. Yeah, but like, yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm going to make I to my partner. I was like, I'm going to make a one woman crazy show with a lot of push ins in my living room. And, uh. and I was like, I think I'm losing my mind. And then the edit came back and I didn't do it. And thank God, because mine would have been insane. Very bad. Not good. Um, but I watched inside and I was like, thank you for making this though. It just, it's exactly how I felt. <laughs> I just like, thank you.
0: It okay, purged okay. it from all of us to say, nope, we can't do it that good, so let's move on and totally. let's start doing all of our post-pandemic shit. At when the Jeffrey
1: Bezos song came on, I was like, were you in my living room last year? Sorry, wherever.
0: No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, Okay, on that note, the idea of being in somebody's mind, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> this film, oddly enough... I feel like you entered 25 year old me, you know, 21 years ago, you entered my psyche just to show a mirror of how fucking embarrassing I was. The first 20 minutes of this movie felt so it's that thing where you look at yourself and you're like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely talked that way. I was that self-righteous and I was that convinced about everything and man, what an asshole I was. So thank you for one of the more embarrassing experiences I've had in a film this year.
1: Any, anytime, time, I mean, I also, it's also my former self. So like I watched it and like also even playing the character was like kind of traumatizing. So I was like, fuck, I have to be so angry. And it was genuinely awful. I was like, I've never even acted in my own things. I was an actor and then I started directing. I was like, I don't want to act anymore. And then I started acting again, so this whole thing. But like only in other people's stuff. And I was like, I've got to do this character. Otherwise I'm just going to manhandle this person. It's the one character I'm going to do. And then I started playing her and I was like, I made a horrible mistake. This is like so just... But also cathartic in the end, because I got to live the whole story. And at the end of it, she heals. And that's where I am now. But I had to go back and I guess live in that body, if that makes sense, and become that body. And even like I watch myself on screen, I'm like, it doesn't even look like me, but it looks like the insides that I used to have expelled outside, you know, where yes. it's just you're so fucking mad. And whether you're right or wrong is irrelevant because no one can even hear the words coming out of your mouth because you're just too angry and it like can't come across and you're not able to listen and have a conversation. It's just like blah, 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 you know. Yeah, there's... makeup for real, which no one does, and I was like, I'm very proud of that. But then look at it, and I'm like, <laughs> 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 she is struggling. <laughs> well, that's if that
0: it, it, in like that's not what I'm paying attention to when I watch this no. film, though, it's if you're focused on the makeup and you're watching this movie, then when you're not. I'm working up
1: as a point of pride because I feel like every, like every single, because that was also something. I mean, I guess also being a woman making a film about a woman, but it's just like you know every film I watch where I'm like how is this very angry, disorganized person having barrel rolls? Like they don't have barrel rolls. They don't have foundation on, they don't own foundation. They don't care about foundation, you know? So I'm actually very proud of it, but I guess I was more saying it's the point of being like, when I watched the movie too, I'm like with you, I'm like, that's my 21 year old self, but like just the most, just, yeah, just don't care about anything but fixing things.
0: And I think it's important to revisit that a, an outsider's perspective on it because for a lot of us, um, and I only speak for myself, for me in the last five years, That 21-year-old me started creeping back in again, and it was that sort of shadow of the former self felt really righteous again and stopped listening for a little while. And and I've, I've beaten it back down again. I know it's still there somewhere in the closet, but I think that it's an important reminder to us liberals don't really have a good sense of humor about ourselves a lot of the time, and we really need to look at how absurd we are and can be and laugh at ourselves. And I, I, that's one thing I love about this film because it does feel very honest in that way um, where the comedy is at the expense of me. And I appreciate that.
1: Thank you. I mean, it was really tricky. And like, that was another thing that was so crazy going through this process was like, I mean, I'm like, you don't get more liberal than me. Like, you know, like, I'm just like, I, I, I had a panic attack when I was 13 and got a laptop computer at three in the morning and discovered the rainforest was burning down. And I was like, oh my God, like I went back to school and I was like, guys, and I was already being bullied. So nobody likes that. They were like, she's loud. She talks really high and fast. And also she's chubby. And additionally, now she's just screaming about the rainforest. And I was like, please. But also I literally thought I was a Republican. And also when I use these words too, it's like Republican, I mean, like, I mean, I am a Democrat, but like, you know, like, but or whatever. I'm liberal. I have my ideas. I vote for the Mm -hmm. people that align with those ideas. And that's what I wanted this movie to be about was like, I feel like also, yes, me too. It's like, you can get so far away from like, when we get into our, when we get into our kind of id selves, right? Where it's like, I'm just mad and I know I'm right. And you're not listening. That means you also aren't taking information in half the time. And it's like, we literally have to really carefully look at every single person that is running for politics, because there's a lot of just insane shit that's going on. And like, Half the time, I think genuinely people are, and not half the time, but so much of the time now, it's, it's just, and I'm sure this has been going on through the course of human history, but now it's even scarier, but it's like, just watching how, how tribal it's become and how people, it almost feels like pick a side and then just pick a talking point because they're like, this is what would win here. And then that becomes their values, you know? And we really need to look at like, what are their values thereby? Because it's like, you can't, you can't know who somebody is by the label on their forehead. You know what I mean? Right. And you can't also have a conversation that way. And that means that change can't occur so i wanted to make when i was making this film i just at the time you know at the time of making this film i basically was like crap the world is a hot fiery mess we're all gonna die um i'm gonna die <laughs> and i don't no. wanna die and i cons- I was like i'm gonna run for office and then i was like it wouldn't make any sense why would i run for office i'm a filmmaker also i'm not going for office because if i ran for office in la everybody agrees with me here it's like I, they don't need me here and then my boyfriend, who's in the kitchen, who's the co-story by with me and my cinematographer, um, was like listening to me rant out in the living room. And he was like, why are you running as a Republican? And I was like, well, that's funny. And then I found the Tom DeLay law, like thing that mm-hmm. happened, which is real. Everything in the film. Yeah, is yeah, no,
0: no. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely and I was like, real.
1: holy crap. And I started going down the path and it was going to be something that was even more like kind of biting. And then we went to Texas to do a scout. And, you know, I funny, sad, whatever it is. The thing that I really care about in filmmaking is the same thing I care about everywhere, which is like, I do just really want to like, I want to understand the world. And I feel like I have to process things in this way. And then it's like the film becomes a feeling, if that makes sense. It does. And so when we went to Texas and we, we went around, like I literally, like I found a women's chamber for commerce meeting, we went to that. I was undercover for like 10 minutes. And I was like, what I'm want I'm sorry. And like all these women who disagreed with me were like, that's so cool. All right, how are you gonna talk about this? And I could tell that they were wearing the beginning. And I was like, no, I'm really gonna try and make it balanced. And that's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. And they sent me, and then I went on this tour, like around Texas, all the places they told me to go to. I met people in driveways. I met people in bars. I went, I walked right into a gazette, like, and like talked to this person for three hours that we had completely opposing views, but she'd been set up with me by from another journalist that they were whatever. And the overarching thing was the same thing that I've been feeling when I was watching all the media that we create. And it's like, we're just bullying everybody that doesn't agree with us. And like, that's what everybody does. And I know that it's like not, it's not like it's a liberal problem and it doesn't exist in the Republic. It's not like a one side, the other side, but I do feel like, I guess if I'm gonna make something, I want it to mean something, not just to me. It's gotta like right. be something where it's like, I want, there should be a purpose, you know? And to me, the purpose here was like, I was like, people aren't listening to each other and we are screwed. And no matter what my personal feelings are, it's not helpful to scream. It's not helpful to yell at people. They can't hear you then. I couldn't hear my classmates who were actually all liberal when I was a kid because they bullied me. So I just heard my mother and was like, I'm a Republican. Even though actually all my views were completely aligned with theirs. I just couldn't even hear that. Mm
0: -hmm. And I just
1: think you need to get out from past like the yelling and talk to each other. So I made it a really purposeful point. I mean, I was like, I was like, you know, I'll be damned, I guess in the end, people might be like, oh, she's like siding with the other guys. But like, I, I really wanted to push it as far as I could to just be like, yeah, guys, let's take the piss out of ourselves for a hot second, a and b. Like, just recognize that people are people everywhere, and so much of what happens is just talking points, and people don't even process. I want people to process. I just want people to process each other. You know? So sorry. Well, blah blah blah. No 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 no, no. That's I, what it got to me. Totally. I
0: feel like this is legitimately one of the most important things that we can talk about right now. Is just being compassionate, having having empathy, knowing the people that have opposing views than yours, that it's not that getting rid of a litmus test for being connected to somebody, finding connections with people that and make it a point to connect with somebody that has diametrically opposing views than you and find humanity in them and reach out to them. I think that's, that's how you win people uh-huh. over. That's how you make change, not only convincing them, right. but maybe changing yourself.
1: Yes, I agree. Sorry. We're walking through my house now because I just realized my computer's going to die. So we're going to just move over here. Um, uh, but I, I mean, I agree. And like, I think it's the hardest thing to do. Right. Cause it's like, also like, I get it. I mean, I feel the same way. Like there are some things that are so hideous to disagree with somebody about. Cause you're like, this isn't just a disagreement anymore. This is now you saying that I shouldn't have rights or that people I love deeply shouldn't have rights, even just to like love the people they love or like exist. And that's not just politics. That's not just business. You know, it's like, that's, that is literally personal. And politics is the place where business and personal become one. You know, it's like, that's what it is. So it's really tricky, right? Because it's like, yeah, there are like horrifying things, but it's like, even at the the end of the day, though, it's true. It's like, people are just grieving so much in this country for so many different reasons um, and in our world. And it's like, we are really experiencing, I think, a national and an international moment of collective grief and it coming to the surface. And you can see that even in mental illness and how finally we're having that conversation, but to get to the next place in all these conversations, what needs to happen is not just acknowledgement of a problem and not just again, talking points of being like, yes, you can tell me you're depressed. And I can say back, I honor that and give you space, but actually being like, Oh, okay. You're depressed. So I will acknowledge that, know that internally, consider you in that context. And then let's have a conversation from that place. How do we get you to the other side of that? You know, if I disagree with you about something and then take you back out of mental we, if I disagree with you about something, me just saying my point of view is not gonna be helpful, but like listening to you and then being like, okay, well, what do you think about this part of it? It doesn't mean you're gonna convince the other person, but if we can just even like basically understand each other a little bit better and just even barely like each other enough to just like understand that we're all human beings, that's the requirement of life. On Earth, you know, like it's like just it is. Like we're we're literally all going to die unless we decide to unless we decide to stop killing each other in all these huge and small ways.
0: And you kind of have to take that a step back and agree on terms because when you use the word depression, that can have totally different meaning to somebody who has actually dealt with depression versus somebody who just has seen it in you know on television or in film and they have an idea of it and that idea is not through personal experience and they might just say, well, you know, just try harder might be their thing. And it's not, it's just, it's not that that's a, it's, it's not a fully formed opinion. And what you can do is if you start talking about what anxiety means, you can start talking about what that is for you personally and what goes on internally, then there might be a way that you find a connection there, or at the very least, you can hear it and go, well, goddamn, I don't understand that at all. That's an experience I've never had. That sounds horrible. And so maybe we start to connect in that way.
1: Completely. And I think that also, I mean, it's like, you know, when we look at all the the, the issues that we're facing, which is just so many, it's just, this list is just endless, but like, you know, and it just keeps getting longer. Um, but like, yeah, but, but we look at it, I guess when I look at it and through the lens of this film, you know, what was really important to me to explore is very specifically here because it's it's definitely my battle cry is, is the global warming thing? So I'm like, we're just running out of time to even have this argument guys. We like need a place to live, but also between, but that, and then the connection between that and, you know, it's, a, it's her silly phrase, but it's like, it's true. It's like, you know, saving the community center for Dorothy is to me, it's the most, it's, it's a small way, but it's, it's the most heroic thing in the world because that it, it is true. It's like when we allow corporations to run our country we don't, that's not a human, there's no, we, we have to have, we have to have connection with our world. We have to have connection with each other and we have to have the ability to affect our own lives and each other's lives. And that can't happen when everybody, when like three people have all of the money, right? But like, and then the argument that America is like a free democracy and like, you know, we can all just bootstrap our way up and whatever the hell. I'm like, it's a lie guys. It's just like, not true. People have such inverse experiences of coming into this world. They're given such different resources. It's just not fair to say like, everybody just gets the same opportunity. And I, that's me saying that as somebody who my dad literally was the son of two immigrants, grew up in like basically a hut in the woods and then did did do all the things yeah. But he also had the opportunity because he went in World War II. And then, I mean, that was, that was horrifying. And then thank God, you know, like he got through that. But like he got to go to college, though, on a scholarship at the time for that. You know, like he even had that opportunity. And those even have gone away. It's just like we have to, I'm rambling kind of, but like I feel like I guess everything is the same thing to me, I guess, in the terms of the fact it's like we have to come to, yes, the same terms about what reality is kind of. And just base reality like what what is actually possible for one person and not another person what are the contexts of our lives and if we can understand those things and and that's i guess what i'm obsessed with like i think it's i guess why i'm a filmmaker is like i'm just obsessed with like context i don't know i've always been i'm just like you can't meet somebody on a day and just go like that's you like you can't know them that day you have to get inside their 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 life experience and when you do you find out you know you get you get across
0: well, and I think that's what the the sort of the secret to your film is, is you're making something hyper, hyper specific about a very specific person. And in that, because you're doing this and telling a truthful story about this one individual's experience, I feel like it's relatable to people beyond that experience because you see things when it's not, you're not trying to tell this broad general story about this thing. You're making a really funny film that has a, big old heart in it, that despite this conversation that it's inspiring, it's actually, this, is, this isn't this is a preachy film. This is something that goes down really easy. This is something that there's not a lot of areas that me and my dad can talk about with politics. It just, just, if we want to have a relationship, we just don't touch it. We don't go down. But this is something I feel like I could show him that he could laugh at me and then also maybe understand me a little bit better. And there's not a lot of things that we can do that with. So I appreciate that.
1: I appreciate you saying that. I mean, that's like really, again, like, I mean, like part of me did want to just be like, I'm going to go make, you know, a crazy edgy film and like get all the laughs and just like, bam, 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 and just hit them. And I was like, I think that this is my growth moment as a human being. And as an artist to just see if I can actually handle even listening enough to make something that that we can do that with. Because I also people in my family and of, and of course, you know, we all do like, where it's just like, you're like, how has it gotten to this place where we can't? talk to each other. We can't like even watch any of the same things. And even I feel offended on their behalf. And even, even as I'm like, I agree with all these jokes, you know, like whatever. So that is the most meaningful. Thank you. That's the most meaningful thing to me in the world. I mean, I hope that people do go see this with their families. And I think it's like, you know, it's a weird thing to be on. I guess it's such a weird thing to have made in the sense that I'm like, I'm like, God, like, you know, it actually the experience of this is just like, I've talked to so many more people that I don't agree with. And typically the experience of filmmaking is you go farther inside and this is taking me so far outside, but I feel so grateful for all of those conversations and for anyone that's willing to talk to me. Cause I'm like, you know, gotta talk, gotta talk.
0: So how do you follow up something like this though? Because this is such, I, I, I don't see where the, I mean, you've done something so really unique here and really special and really personal. Do you find other avenues within yourself to explore in this way and just kind of, I, and tell a sort of more autobiographical story in a different way? Is that where you continue? Or do you just say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm distancing myself. That was a lot. I'm done. I don't, the veil can go back down now. And here come the dick jokes. Like what, where do you go from here?
1: Um, I mean, I think like, I kind of fell into directing on I didn't fall in. I specifically chose it, but I say that in the sense that like, I never knew I wanted to do it when I was growing up. I thought I wanted to be a politician or an actor. And those were the only two answers for my entire life. And then I went to Sundance as a volunteer, literally because my friend like skied and had had free housing. And I was like, okay, what's this thing? Not what's this thing, but I was like that out of it. I'd never seen indie films and I saw indie films and I saw indie films also directed by women that were about women. And I was like, Oh my God, like this exists. It's not just like giant explosions. And so I feel like I've just felt my way in. And then I had two amazing mentors. I worked with Megan Griffiths and then Lynn Shelton and and
0: how amazing was Lynn though. I mean, my God. And
1: what, she was I, I, like the best, and I'm so grateful. Thank God, thank God, I'm making Megan's still here with me. Yeah, um, they 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 were best friends, and, and Megan introduced me to Lynn. And I worked with them back to back, but yeah, I mean, Lynn was Lynn was like it's um, she was there's no one there's no one on there's no one I've met that is has ever been more empathetic, and to the point where like. You could even just watch on her, her face; like everything went in, like there was no ability to shield. She could not shield, you know. And um, it was so—it ins- was just amazing. But anyways, but I guess in that vein, I guess I, I felt—I feel such a resonance with her in that, in the sense that I've also—I mean, I've spent my life being kind of a crazy person, just in the sense I'm like, I feel everything, too many feelings. It's why Dorothy turns red, right? Like I'm just like, it's me having an anxiety check-in, but everything. But um, I guess every movie for me I've ever made, and I think all my shorts are also really different to one another um I mean they are they're really different to one another but it's like I don't know I just like I I don't like most things and then I like find something I really care about and I can't stop thinking about it and then eventually a movie pops out I don't know how to explain it it's like kind of like I got on this ride and I was like oh my god I can make stories like this so the next thing I'm working on is is more is is actually kind of even more autobiographical in some ways but like because I'm not from Texas, but I did. My father passed away when I was a kid. I have grief about it. You know, I'm like obsessed with the environment. You know, like all those things are autobiographical. This other one is almost even more so. And I actually, this one I I, I made, I was supposed to make that one first kind of. And then this one came up because I was like, I have to make this story. Like, I just have to make this now. It's now, now, yeah. now, now, now. And shoved it through in like a year. I mean, like I wrote it and we shot it a year later, which is insane. Oh my God. But it's like, I was like, it has to happen now or else it's never, it's just, it, this is now. Yeah. So I guess that's yeah. how this one happened, and I think it's going to be case by case basis. I mean, like I love, I love comedy. I love draw. I love good. I love. I love. I love real. Like you know, I love like mm-hmm. feeling. I love feeling. I love feeling connected. And in that way, my f- favorite films go from like you know Magnolia to Eighth Grade to like like independence day. Like literally, like, I'm just like that speech that he gives on that airfield. I'm like, that is one of the greatest moments in cinematic history, you know, like, yes. So I, I think it's like, for me, it's just like, I have to, I have to care deeply about something. And it has to be more than just like, I want to tell this because it'll be fun. Like it has, at least at this stage, and maybe that'll change, you know, I think everything has its purpose and I'm not saying fun's not good. Dorothy learns that lesson too. So I should learn too. But I do think my goal, I guess, is to like, I do also want to change the world, but I never want to be preachy about it. So it's like, it's just the marriage of finding a story where you feel like you can tell a story for its own sake and it'll help you process something. And then that processing will become something else. And then you like you give it away and you help people respond to it, you know? But, um, but yeah, I don't think everything will be so autobiographical, I suppose. But maybe it always will in the sense that like, I want to write most of my films and all of your characters are kind of you, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I think in my personal taste i I tend not to gravitate towards spectacle if there's a version of a film that can be told with two people in a room Mm -hmm. um why bring in the spaceships if you're really trying to get to this kernel of truth is the way of getting there now don't get me wrong there's people that do spectacle on a grand level and tell deeply personal stories at that level and that's wonderful i always it's just something happens and i don't know if it's just the theater nerd in me that um it's like going back to the black box theater that's just Mm -hmm. watching actors perform and the less you can do to stand in between me and that performance is really what I'm looking for most of the time. So I, and I don't, it doesn't have, it can be anything. It can be farce comedy, but if it's your two people are doing that in a room with you and you're that close to it, that just resonates so much deeper to me than, yeah. The I... Kind of losing you. Sorry, I lost you for a second. Or you? Oh back? no, yeah, I
1: lost you. For a I was like, no, I don't hear okay. what you're saying. Yeah, okay. I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah. yes, I, I got you back. Doing, I was like, oh no, I'm missing. Stuff. <laughs> I'm missing stuff. Wait, we go back. I was interested in what you were saying. I just like I missed something, but you were saying um, that being that close to the person is the thing, right?
0: It's yeah. There's any time. I think it really just goes back to the tradition of oral storytelling. You know, if we're talking with one another and you tell me a story, I will feel that in a way that I would never feel. If I was watching it on a big screen, it'll just connect closer. Then it's probably right after that. Maybe it's the the written word because you can explore so much of the internal in that way. Mm -hmm. Then maybe a radio drama because you're able to project yourself further into it. And then with film, that's really one of the most like you're outside of your own home. You're in this big auditorium. And really the only thing that helps you connect to it is the being surrounded by strangers is really where that comes in the sense of community that makes it this more intimate experience um, where you're connected to the people around you, not to what's happening on screen. And yeah, I guess it's just kind of the theater nerd in me still looking to connect with film in that black box kind of way.
1: I agree with you. And I think that like, I guess where I would, but I think it's the same thing, but like, i would say like you know for me like again with i'm just gonna bring independence day up again but like i'm like they may not be in a room but they are in that spaceship at the end and that's a great scene and it's just two people in a room if you think about it you know like and i think that's like what all the great movies that i love whatever wherever we are whether we're in outer space or like two people in a tub whatever it is i'm the same as you it's just like i just want to be connected to people and that's something i really wanted in this film also it's like you know, this was like a big departure for me from anything I would ever make in some ways, because it is so like, I would almost use the word slapstick myself in parts. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is, but that was purposeful because I was like, I felt like I, I knew, I, I knew, I knew that I wanted to make something that felt real and human and humanizing and built empathy and all those things. And I also knew that I needed people to be entertained by it. So they'd, like, they'd get like the message. And also like, I wanted to be entertained by it. And when I was writing, I was like, this is pretty funny. <laughs> I'm putting it in. But I went much farther with those things stylistically, even, and with the red and all of those things, because I guess how I was viewing it at the time, and I still feel the same way. Is like, yes, I want to talk about all these things and make them real, but like literally, we are wrapped in an absurdist wrapper right now. Like the world is absurdism, and I wanted it to feel like you were inside this person's experience. Everything was completely real. It's almost like an, I, I kind of described it as like I wanted to be like almost like a like a like a like a docudrama, like emotionally, but then like suddenly. Like it becomes just like the world eats it. You know what I mean? It just goes, like like a fever dream, basically, where it's just like everything's normal. And then suddenly it's not. And then everything's normal again. Suddenly it's not like and and I went there with this because this film felt like it required that. Like I was like to make a political satire right now. I was like, I don't want to make something that's like level across the board because it doesn't feel that way. But I do want to be able to do that with the people and with the storytelling. So how do I do that? And I was like, I think that the frame, literally the frame of what, what what filmmaking can give me in this space versus writing a book or putting it on stage is that the framing, the ability to have all those layers, to have color and sound and diegetic music, and then layer on top of that, the other music and really affect things and turn those things allowed me to, I felt like express the craziness of the world without making it inside the characters, if that makes yeah. sense.
0: No, it makes perfect sense. And I think that that's, I I, I wasn't saying it's not possible. It is absolutely possible to connect in that way. It's just, it's more of a challenge because you're adding more barriers. And when you can do that, when you can still transcend all of those barriers and connect, that's something really special. And that's really what I was trying to get to that. You've done something really special here because I felt deeply connected to this film and something that I'm going to share with people that I really enjoyed. And I, and I'm looking forward to whatever's coming down the pike next, because God damn it! We need more artists like you. We need more voices like yours. And and the the only reason I do this is to really say thank you, um, because I I know that being an artist can be a thankless profession where a lot of people shit on you when you're down and people don't connect with the thing that when you wear your heart on your sleeve and when I connect with something I always want to just make sure that I'm saying hey that was, that was really good that meant something to somebody so you have a fan in Arizona. Oh
1: thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, dude, you don't know how much like did I tell you? So last day we had our cast and crew screening our premiere, and it was my first time watching the movie ever with people because I literally even when we locked the cut, I was on my laptop and my ed- my editor was like in New York. You know, it's just like gotcha. what? And it was so amazing to just experience it with people. And I feel like I have been sort of like kind of dead for the past two years because I've just been like oh my God, I care so much about the world that I tried to make this thing so I could say something about the world. And I don't know if it's ever going to come out. I don't know what the world's going to be like when it does come out and we'll be okay and what's going to happen. And I'm really like, you know, it's like, life is just so interesting and filmmaking is so interesting and time is so interesting. But like in the middle of the process, I was like, crap, like I screwed up. It's not right. The ending's wrong for the world. And then it got to this place this year where I was like, no, I think it's right again. And I think this is actually the time and being able to watch it with people, I was, like, so grateful that it had taken that time, if that makes sense. Yeah. And also to just, like, have the shared experience of being, like, I guess, coming back to life. I was, like, win, lose, or draw. Just to be able to share the experience with people of the thing and just talk about it is such a gift. And so you've given me such a gift. Thank you so much. Because, yeah, I mean, you sit with something for, you know, you care you care so much and you sit with it. And then you're, like, hello? You know, is like, <laughs> the world out there? Hello?
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, I got that.
1: So it's just, it means so much to me that you would share it and that what you said about your dad, especially. Thank you so much. That's so no,
0: cool. no, no, th- th- thank you. I mean, it's um, us overly sensitive. Types need to stick together <laughs> because uh, the the world will kick you in the teeth, and so yeah, it, it's it's not easy to be just an empath. And I, I can smell my own from a mile away, and I, I won't ever shit on somebody to make myself feel better. So if anything, I'll say, hey, you know, well, there's a couple of us out there, so <laughs> we get it.
1: Where in Arizona are
0: you located? Tucson, Arizona. So.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh- so my partner's um, parent, my mom and, and uh, stepdad, and then my aunt and my uncle just moved to Quail Creek. Sure, so we were definitely. out there all the time. Yeah. Um, well, maybe maybe high five you as an empath to another empath when I, when I come out there next time.
0: Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck, give me hope.